Hello and welcome to our brand new podcast, It's Subjective. I'm Jack Ryan Tanner. All three names are important, and just as important is my co-host, best friend, lover, brother, probably from the same mother if you looked at us, Brandon James Langton. Hello. Now, Brandon, this isn't a laughing matter. This is very serious stuff. I don't know. I just feel a bit, feels a bit weird that people might be listening to us just chat and pure dross. Because yeah, at the same time, I really hate listening to my voice, but we're not going to be listening to our voices all the time. Because we are here to review the one true, pure thing left in this world. In a world of disgusting politics, scandals, just utter drama. There's one thing to carry us through, and it isn't me and Brandon. It is music. Drinking. Well, it could be. We'll get on to that. Alright. That'll be a New Year episode. (laughs) It depends how bad this is. No, I'm going to try and give up in New Year. For like a... Right. Thinking of ridiculous statements, let's look into the news and the world of music and what's been happening... We're looking at enemy at the moment. Um, one of the first things that jumped to my mind um, after receiving numerous death threats, the, uh, America's pop sweetheart Taylor Swift has um, installed facial recognition software at her stadium shows. How's that going to work? Exactly. I must admit, when I'm Do you have to send off a selfie to Taylor Swift yourself. What I'm, what I'm thinking is, when I send my death threats, personally, I don't attach my photo to it. I didn't leave a calling card before I've committed the murder. Yeah, hold on. How does she know how... Her, who? Ah, how does she know what they look like, the people that send the death threats? Apparently, it's an attempt to combat stalkers who have sent a death threats. Is uh, it like, do they send it from their personal Twitter account? I guess, like, if, if it's death threats in person, like, definitely. Uh, but stalkers you, would in you, common. All right, if you saw Taylor Swift, <laughs> you'd walk out to her and go, you go and die. No. You do on Twitter like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, and you might have, like, if you're another normal person that doesn't have an anime profile picture, you're in slight danger of using your face, which will self-incriminate you. Oh my god, but that's what I need to do. From what I can tell is there's a camera hidden in a display kiosk, and those who stop to look at the display have their picture taken, which I think is against the law. Well, it's not against the law, it depends. It, it's, it's in a public place. If it's uh, if it was in, oh, if it is in within the show, and it probably would have been, like, buried deep in the terms and conditions of buying a ticket. Yeah. I can imagine. So, that's back in May. That's a bit odd. Um, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, it's quite quite bizarre, really. Behind. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees have been announced. Any guesses? Roll them. Uh, I don't want to just roll them off at me. Radiohead. Radiohead, yeah. Janet Jackson. Brilliant. And The Cure. They're, they're the three big names. Uh, other acts include Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac. Right. I wouldn't really say she was rock, but I guess uh, Fleetwood Mac, a bit I'll of rock. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, Roxy Music, Def Leppard. Yeah. And The Zombie. Just getting nods here. Um, oh. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But um, the, the, the interviews, who did they interview in Radiohead? Ed, O'Bri- Ed O'Brien. And they said it's, um, it's a very American thing. Us Brits are very bad at celebrating ourselves as a British band. It's one of those things that's very lovely to be nominated, but we don't quite culturally understand it. Basically, he said he doesn't give a <laughs> and the band doesn't give a well, um, it's, A common thing is, like, no one really cares about it, really, apart from the really big bands. And then after they're all in, no one's going to bother. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like... How many people get in a year? I think it's around eight, roughly. Well, you have to, like, you have to be. Your first album had to have come out twenty five years since, like, that year. So it had to have come out in like September nineteen ninety three. Okay. Or uh, since. So like, obviously, like bands such as, and, as well as, and 
wouldn't be selected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, those exactly. big names. Big names. Big things. Big things. <laughs> Speaking of big things, I can't go over this. The arrested cannibal corpse guitarist who reportedly had military-style flamethrowers and was warning about the rapture. Right. So this guy's needed help. <laughs> this guy's not okay. <laughs> I mean... Do you want to, to read it off to me? Yeah, so cannibal corpse guitarist Pat O'Brien. Lots of O'Briens today. I yeah. like facts. Cannibal Corpse guitarist Pat O'Brien, lots of O'Briens this, this week, has reportedly said to be in possession of military-style flamethrowers and warning of the rapture when he was arrested this week on bizarre assault charges whilst his house was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> How was it on fire, Jack? <laughs> well, while the incident took place, he was um, he allegedly entered his next-door neighbour's home and shoved it to the floor, and it's claimed whilst that was happening, that kerfuffle, uh, O'Brien's home was burning down with explosive devices inside. He- How did the fire start? I don't know. I- apparently it was like... Um- I've, I read at one point it's like explosive ammunition, which... Yeah, but is he just firing off in his home? I, I don't know. The veteran death metal band are also due, due to co-headline a Decibel magazine tour with Morbid Angel from February. So it's I not don't cl- think that's happening. It's not yet clear how O'Brien's arrest will affect the shows. Well, it will. It, it might do. And they were also announced as a support band on Slayer's Farewell Tour. Yeah. Which, without a guitarist, is pretty... Well, to be fair, Slayer have already done the UK Farewell Tour. Did you, did you go? Yeah, I went. Was it good? It was alright. Did you think it needed yeah. a um, man who probably will kill someone eventually with his military gear? Well, yeah, band? definitely. Shows like I always do. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's what was missing? It's just some Personally, yeah. I saw Anthrax for about five minutes and decided it wasn't worth my time and I went to have a cigarette. I don't even smoke. <laughs> just, just say it all, but... um. Apart from that, nothing really major. The um, actor who played Stan in Eminem's Stan <laughs> is still a Stan about Eminem. Is he actually? No, he still loves Eminem. Of course he would. Who doesn't? No, no, no. I get that, but hasn't he got like better? Has he not heard the recent albums? Has he not got? Has he not got better things to do? Asked about who he stands over, Sour, the guy who Stan mm. was Stan, uh, spoke of his love for Eminem's 2018 album Kamikaze. Alright, yeah, Kamikaze's alright, but the one before that was not great. Have you listened to Kamikaze? I have, um, and it's in my top 100 albums in the year just because I've only listened to 100 albums. <laughs> it's the only one I've listened to. <laughs> I really love the rap, but speaking of albums, but not speaking of rap, we will start with our first album this week, selected by my good friend BJ. That is his name. Oh, never call me. Please <laughs> introduce us. Yeah, this is my choice this week, so we've got Blossom by Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. It's Frank Carter's third band. It's Frank Carter's third band after being in Gallows for a number of years and Pure Love. True Love, Pure Love. Um, what genre would you say those two oh, are? I don't know. It's difficult because Pure Love's a bit weird. We're just going to edit this bit out. Ollie? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> That's more work for me. Brilliant. So Blossom, it's got a 50... F- no, it's 38. Around 30 minute mark for the time on the album. Yeah, 34 minutes, I believe. Yeah, 34 minutes. It's quite a short album in total when it's got about 10 songs. I think songs. Uh, what, what we call in the genre of this, because I, I, as a rock plebeian, I would say it is more... Punk rock. Punk rock. Punk rock. I'd say it's punk rock. And I think punk rock, it, there is no point for it to be longer than like no, three minutes No, it's not. It's meant to be short, punchy and kicking yeah, the dick. Which this album certainly is. Mm. So what did you think of the first song on it, Juggernaut? Loved it. Actually, very... I I think I must have heard it once or twice through you before. Mm-hmm. And I also think I might have seen it live when I saw it at Reading. 
mm. this year, mm. potentially. But as soon as I got into it, brilliant start. Uh, I did also like how it naturally, naturally, it never felt forced. It comes to that like end halfway through, like that natural little and the heavy breathing. It all builds in. It's a brilliant starter. He's just an angry man, isn't he? He's just an angry man. But what I was surprised, this the, the first song isn't a brilliant choice, um, an example of this, but um, how... Actually, if you look at how many songs on the album are explicit, it's like three or four. Let's have a look. One, two, three, four. And yeah, like, without looking at the lyrics, you, you hear it. You, you hear it screaming punk man. You probably think there's a few more swear words than there actually is. And there isn't. And it's nice to see. And I think not he deserves credit for being a nice, clean boy. But in terms <laughs> of artistically, and I think it, in terms of appreciation, not having to rely on swear words to get your anger out because naturally as humans and as the way we speak if you're angry most of the words you say will be aggressive in nature and probably full of swears I know I can't go without saying the F word I, I, I'll probably listen back to this but I'm not sure how many times I've sworn and if I'm going to be bleep them out <coughs> I think I am I'm going to use a I'm going to edit me out completely yeah I'm going to use uh, <laughs> the the uh, sirens from the song Boogie by Brockhampton brilliant actually that quite swear. funny Thank so you. what what was your most standout bit of the album for you? Well, the main thing I liked about it was consistent. Mm-hmm. Trouble, I like that. I very I got a much more punk feel to it. That yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's from Hemel Hempstead, which isn't quite London, but um, I did really hear that like it's got classic. like a gallopy feeling, hasn't it? Yeah, like it's just... and it's also got like um, his vocals specifically at that point of the album did become quite London punk rock classic, mm. and I really liked it. And even when he was straining his voice, it felt natural and it was fit the lyrics and it fit his emotion at the time so um he's quite an emotional singer he sings about what he feels and what he does yeah and i, I feel it and i especially as i said before it just feels natural and n- never at any point do i feel that he goes on too much mm. there's a song that just goes on a bit too long it just everything comes naturally that's why i quite enjoy it and i think with punk rock it's very hard for you to go wrong if you just keep it simple, mm. keep it punchy, keep it aggressive. Exactly. The riffs are quite simple. They're not complicated, but they're good. Uh, my favourite track, though, mm-hmm. Devil Inside of Me, definitely. Yeah, banger. The um, start does sound like the old Doctor Who song. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you hear it, you know what I mean. <laughs> I was expecting to go... I like, like that's how, what you got out of that. Yeah, I know. That's, that's brilliant. brilliant. That's, that's how punk rock I am as a person. So punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> but as a whole, uh, there's obviously this is what this came out in 2015. Yeah, 2015. And um, there's a few punk rock albums I listened to this year. And in terms of enjoyment and quality, it wasn't far from them. Mm. And if we're talking about ratings, out of 10, we've, um, we're allowed to use points. So technically it's out of 100, but it's out of 10. Don't mean to complicate that. Shut up. It's out of 10. It's out of 10. So do I have 100? No, what I mean out of 100, basically. If you do it out no, of 10... No, but I mean, we could do it out of 100. But no... So we can get a more accurate reading. Yeah, no, but that's... When I do the points, like... So, obviously, my score is something, point something. Yeah. You can times that by 10 and get the 100 yeah, score. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which is how we do it. Uh, we will have a album of the year page set up, and I'm not looking to our account yet, where I will work out the average score of mine and Brandon, and um, we'll put up a review of each album we go through. Mm. So you can check that out. That'll be in the description down below. Obviously, they do it on a sliding scale of 100. So, if you were going to... And obviously, I have to remind you. And I have to remind you, Random. Yes, boss. It's subjective. 
It is subjective. Like, depending on what mood we're in, depending on what life we're in. It's, it's okay for you to be wrong, Jack. One it of us scares me. It scares me. Do you want to no, f- I didn't say okay, Google. <laughs> in terms of rating, I'll let you go first. This is your album. Uh, it's my favourite Frank Carter and Rattlesnake's album. Um, I just like the whole album as how I can listen to it straight through. Easy. I did it this morning when I was at work. So I'd probably say it's about 8.5. Yeah, I like obviously it's subjective. And I'm gonna say that so many times. I hate so. You so much. Thank you. Only I'm allowed to say it's subjective. Alright, brilliant. Not you. Okay. It's all completely objective for you. <laughs> um for me, obviously punk rock we know well Brandon knows how I know how the rock and metal musics work. <laughs> Brandon is a connoisseur of these kind of things, whilst I I'm a bit tamer in my tastes. But for me personally, you, I don't think you can go wrong with a punk rock album and certainly nothing was wrong on here uh, I, I've got my own little ranking system for individual songs which will come up in the review uh, but uh, as a whole I say it was a 7.5 in my own subjective musical tastes I enjoyed it, it it's weird uh, whilst I do rank my ratings based on how much I enjoyed an album there is always like some albums that just have limited factors on them if it's not a genre that I'm particularly a fan of but this was good there was never a point where I was like oh, I want this to be over there was never a song where I'm like, no, oh, let's skip this. What? And there was a few songs that dragged me in and captured my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a whole, it was just consistent. And consistency is what I want to hear in my music, which is a bit odd. That's understandable. But in terms of um, Reading Festival, as I mentioned, I, I attended. I was a cool kid. Did all the um, classic festival did things. Did you take your man bag? No, I didn't have one. Did you have one? Oh, no, did I did have, have one. one. I did have one. You had a man bag? What, like the little... Yeah, I didn't do it um, like over like the shoulder. I did a piece it... of paper man bag. Yeah, like bum bag thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do, I had it over my crotch. It's the only way to get a bulge no, no, down there. No, no, Bum bags are cool. Man yeah. bags are not cool. I don't have a man bag. Like, yeah, the weird like Adidas ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, they, they, they look like A4 paper, while the bum bags are just roughly the same I size. I thought you had to wear one of those to get into Reading. You do, basically. So you got to wear the... <laughs> you got to wear, that's you gotta wear the man bag. That's the only Possibly bag. slightly long hair. I did have sunglasses. the tie-dye Hollister shirt with a tie, with a matching, uh, like a um, bandana f- which I wore on my head. But the Radio One stage was s- so bloody dusty. You had to like wear it as a mask over your face, which came in very handy for how Brockhampton. How did you bat the women off? Just, just how I do it in day-to-day life. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> right now, I'm sad. And speaking of sad festivals, uh, Frank Carter, who is a mainstay. Of uh, Reading, I think he's been. Yeah, like, I think he's played there like eight years in a row now. He was he was good. I must admit, I only really saw it was pushing down on the. Oh, can I see that? It was raining on the Sunday. I think he played. Yeah, it was the Sunday because on the Friday he played at Leeds. Yes. I don't know. We might be hundred percent wrong. I, I was there, but I think it was the Sunday. Yeah, it was raining. It was really heavily raining on the Sunday, and I I stood outside and watched him, and he was good enough to carry on watching. I think he did play Devil Inside of Me. Probably. He does play. But it was towards the end of his set because I'm really bad at watching a full set. But in terms of Reading and the lineup for this year. But did you you managed to watch Bring Me when you went, didn't you? Yeah, they were alright. I didn't really know their songs. No. But in terms of enjoyment, they, I think they, they did play Mantra. Yeah. They did they say, Do you want to start a cult with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that like that. one. Which is weird because um I, I rang you up like Jack the, they, were the Jack, secret, they were the secret set. I, I must admit that's probably the best stage to play. I really was it the one right at the back. Kind of. It depends. Like the thing is, my sense of direction is awful, and also right at the back of Reading. There's like so many ways to be right at the back. So, the main stage is at the front. 
Like you're facing yeah, main stage, it is right, right at the back. It's like if you were looking at main stage and you walked backwards to your right, kind of. Is I I'm not. They might have moved the tents since two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but um, in in terms of Reading Festival, we're we're basing it on the uh, on Reading, obviously Leeds. But Reading's like our closest. We've yeah, both so been. We'll just say Reading half the time instead of Reading and Leeds. I think Reading is more famous and popular than. Well, it depends where you go. If you oh, go yeah, up north, obviously. everyone's like Leeds. Well, what I did notice, and speaking to Welsh friends I have, is that Reading is like it feels like the whole entire city of Barry and like Swansea comes to Reading, which is nice for me, being partly Welsh. But it's just so weird knowing that you you're, you're firmly in England and there's so many Welsh flags and Welsh songs being sung. What was that band that you saw that was Welsh and they had like loads of Wales flags around? It was um pretty uh, not pretty reckless, pretty pretty. Oh, I love them. They're like <laughs> not they're, that much. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like them. I, I heard them play and I was like, why are these songs familiar? They're like kind of punk rocky. Oh, it's gonna really annoy me. Pretty. I want to say pretty famous, but I don't. Oh, I did that once with a band. I was like, oh, where do pretty I? Pretty vicious. These? That's it. That's it. They're, they're Welsh, and I was there, and this is like the first one on the Saturday, and it's the day I was most excited for. And I, I'm really drunk at this point, because I've just downed a whole entire like, bottle of gin, pretty much. Mm. And I had like a vodka cocktail. Good lad. And um, I just see these Wales flags, I'm like, hey, Wales boys. <laughs> and then at one point, like, it opens up to a mosh pit, and I get involved. And then in between songs, I just hear this chant of, Wales, mm. Wales. And I'm joining in, I'm like, yeah. And at this point, it felt like an independence rally. <laughs> It felt like we were marching on Westminster to take back what's rightfully ours. And I was like, what is this? And then I went, and I remembered, oh, they're a Welsh band. But they just haven't released a album. They, they like, had problems with their uh, record. They would, like, be bouncing around. I remember this. But they haven't had a proper album come out yet. They've only done singles and EPs. Oh, right. So what they have done is pretty cool. But, um... Yeah, but speaking of Reading Festival, the 1975 are playing on the Friday. They're headlining. They would have released another album since the one we reviewed. That Jesus. Our final review of the night. That's on it. But um, on the Friday, Pale Waves, they're all right. Um, Quickly, do you reckon that's just like B-sides of the album they wrote? No, apparently this is meant to be like the era of music for cars. That's what they're calling this era. Oh, it's like uh, Rick and Morty people music. Is it music for cars in particular or people driving in the cars? Have you you've not seen Rick and Morty? I've seen Rick I know what you mean. Yeah. Like generic people music, yeah. But is music for cars about people who like cars for the cars or <laughs> for listening in the car? It's for the cars. <laughs> this is music for the cars. Obviously, actually, now that I've like kind of wetted my tongue looking at uh, some of the names, on the Friday you got 1975, which big name, Pale Waves, which I've listened to their debut albums all right. They'll probably be the Radio 110. Uh, Bowling for Soup. Yeah, I saw them the other week. I saw them in Southampton. I was really, really drunk. So what happened was um, I somehow had to get this time off work as well. So I managed to get like three people to come in early to cover my shifts. So I only did three hours at work and I did sod all at work. Then I started drinking about three hours before the gig and I got absolutely smashed. I spent 160 quid just purely on alcohol. And it was really good, but that's uh, <laughs> that was drunk me. <laughs> and then the Saturday, sorry, <laughs> I'm Brandon being drunk and also scarving off work to go to a music festival. Doesn't isn't, surprise you. It's a very at all. common theme. You'll get used to that very soon. Um, in terms of the Saturday, do you know who the headliners are? Uh, uh, headliners. He headlined are this year. Post Malone. He yep. did not headline. 
I think he did. He, was, he didn't headline. He was on main stage. Oh, main stage. It's the headline. same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, so it's. Oh, I can't remember. My name is oh, Blur. No, Every face and I care what you oh. think. They won. They won an award for like best rock performance. Yeah, they'd be nominated, I think, for a Grammy. Yeah. No, but they won it. A little while ago, oh. because one of them took off their pants and was like, "We dreamed of being on this stage since we were younger." And I said I'd always take off my pants if we won. Like, brilliant! You won. You didn't deserve it. Uh, the yeah. new album's apparently better. Brilliant! I'm still not going to listen to it unless I you make me. I still haven't listened to it. I probably won't get you to review it. Because Thank that you. Annoy. Then there's Blossoms, which is an indie rock band. Which yeah, right. they're all right. Billie Eilish. Do you know her? No. Uh, you know Lord? Like our Lord and Savior. No, like Lord. Lord with an E. The New Zealand pop. It's a weird way. Pop stress. No. Basically, it's a watered <laughs> down. It's a water. <laughs> you know Royals? We'll never be what? Royals. Oh, yeah. Royals. Yeah. I really liked her first two albums. Uh, Billie Eilish is like a watered down version of her, but she hasn't okay. released an album yet. Then on Sunday, it does pick up a bit. Foo Fighters. You don't like the Foo Fighters? I'm not though. allowed to speak about the Foo Fighters because we'll get in trouble. Right. So they have a three hour set. I bet you. What, a three hour set? Yeah, I think they're going to have like a three hour set. If you if you pull it up, Jack, if you pull it up... No, don't make that joke. <laughs> I think they're having a three-hour set, which no, might have been confirmed. that's bloody bullshit. Mate, Guns N' Roses had a three-hour set of download, and they're like 60. Yeah, but that's not many... When you have like... Exactly. They can't fill the set. Foo Fighters can't fill a two-hour set. They play like four covers. Someone said on the forum, I know Foo Fighters have a reputation for long three-hour shows. I'm, I, I might be talking out my ass, but I'm pretty sure I saw some of that as a three-hour set. But they can't even fill a two-hour set with good songs. And then the other lineups: Bastille, Bastille, Bastille all, all right, yeah. good pop act, or decent pop act. I wouldn't yeah, listen I to an album. No, I wouldn't. Um, and the Amazons, which are an up-and-coming indie know. rock band. But yeah, not really. Is there any other bands on that bill? That I'm going to steal the computer. Be careful with it because we are. Oh, it's actually... T- oh, my God. This is great. I didn't know it was touchscreen. All right. Is it touchscreen? Yeah. Look at this. Oh, fancy. Ooh. You can't see this, but I'm fondling the screen. It's, it's a skill he's developed. Uh, yeah. No, I'm good. Do <laughs> you want to get the download one up, and I'll talk at you for, like, half an hour and scream and great. shout? And- um, what, what I'm looking for feedback from you guys listening, all five of you... <laughs> all five of you. Is how long... See, how long a podcast should be and I think it's 40 minutes is like they recommended that's how uh, like 40 minutes people probably stop like paying attention mm. so I'm trying to keep it short I'll edit the f*** out of this oh yeah and I'm going to have to get the noise to, I'm gonna I reckon the title was going to be uh, music for cars music for the cars because <laughs> I shouted it <laughs> so that means it has to be the title yeah, that is true it's a nice little snippet so on the Friday night We've got a band called Def Leppard. I'm no. I've remember the name. Um, do you know that? Sorry, sorry. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Def Leppard. You know that song, Pour Some Sugar on Me. I, I. That's it. No, oh. that's that's the show. They're one of those, are they? I mean, can you name another Def Leppard song? Uh, Leopard Zeppelin. I'm. They're gonna. Someone's gonna get agged about this, <laughs> and I love it. But basically, I'm gonna go see it for Pour Some Sugar on Me, and I'm gonna steal loads of sugar from work. And stuff's gonna happen. I'll record it. Then below them we have Slash and the Miles and Miles Kennedy with it won't load on the Zoom. I'm I can't remember what the other band is, but Slash and Miles Kennedy and another band. So basically what they do is they play loads of Guns N' Roses songs. 
and some slash song. Slash does have his own songs. Apparently, they're all right. Never bothered to really listen are apart you, from Guns N' Roses. Obviously, the reason Brandon likes downloading so much is, is it's a tradition for him. It is. Uh, this will be my fourth year in a row now. So, you, will you watch his performance? No. Oh. No. And then also on the main stage, we have White Snake, who I think I heard my dad talk about once. <laughs> Someone's going to get really angry. <laughs> but some people are going to find this absolutely hilarious. And then on the second stage where I will be, we have Trivium and Dream Theater. They're just good bands. I can't. I'm not going to have to listen to one of those albums. Uh, I'd probably say a Trivium album because Dream Theater is a bit far-fetched. I want to say for you, but then that insults you, and I don't want to say that. But I, say that. I listen to, a I lot. listen to musics. I like all of the musics. On the Saturday, we have, oh, ah, oh, I like ah. I like the musical stylings of the band. Oh, <laughs> we have Slipknot, who are my favourite band, second favourite band. I know up who there. your favourite band is one or two. I was about to say it's a lie. They're not your favourite band. It is Slipknot my favourite band. Then underneath that, we have the final ever UK show of Slayer. Do you know how mad that's going to be? Wait, so their farewell, farewell tour wasn't actually fraudulent? No, but they said that's the last tour they're going to do. Suspicious? I think there's a case for advertising agencies to look into that, but yeah. No, no, no. They said it was the last tour they were going to do, which is correct. But this is the last ever show they're going to do. Better be. If, if they step it is, I'm going to be a bit agged. Then do you know who we got after that? Oh, I know. You won't stop going on about it. No, 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 no. Oh. This is this is on Before Slayer, allegedly. Oh, is this the... No, I don't know. It's Die Outward. <laughs> <laughs> Most ambitious crossover of all time. <laughs> that, like... <laughs> I can't even put you into words how... Freaky, uh, I, I like, like you a lot. lot. Baby on... F- I like the big singles that like got fame. But they're playing Before Slayer. That's just weird. Are they headlining? They're on main stage before Slayer. That's so bizarre. I'm going to have to sit through Die Outward. But if they just do their singles, but I... No, but it's... No one's going to like it. No one's going to like it. I'm going to get so angry because I'm just going to have to stand there and wait. I hope there's a good band on before, but oh, if it isn't, I'm going to be pretty upset. Then, on the Sunday, we have possibly the best band ever to walk on the face of the earth. It's Tool. Motherfucking Maynard James Keenan, and if you beep that, I'll hurt you. I'm beeping it. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm beeping, beeping it. I'm not beeping it. I'm woo woo. I'm woo wooing it. Woo 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 woo. So we have Tool, who have not played in the UK. I want to say I have looked it up, but not a Wikipedia. That, nice. Like a couple of weeks ago, because I was bored. But they haven't played since the last play download in 2006, when they also co-headlined with Metallica and Guns N' Roses. The only reason they toured, I believe, was because they just released the 10,000 Days album, which was their last album that they released. So. You're, you're thinking they're releasing an album this year? I'm thinking new album after, insert, number of years here, like 14. Christ. Well, I always think, I always like hear 2006, and I'm like, oh, like. That's not like that. Five years ago. Like five weeks ago. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I'm. So, did I tell you what happened when this announcement came out? You so, cried. Let me tell the story. So I was at work and I was giving cash to my boss, as in that's what you do in pubs and, sh- and stuff. Yeah. So I'm there and the announcement's going to come out for free and I was refreshing my phone for ages and it was like two past three. I'm like, where's the announcement? 
refresh, it's there. And I see Def Leppard, and I knew I knew Slipknot were going to be there because they already announced they were doing Iowa State Fair. So I was like, right, Slipknot will be there. And I saw Tool, and I must have lit out a yelp that I don't... I think my testicles disappeared for about five minutes of my life because I then stood up, kicked the door down, ran out and went, Brandon, Brandon's f***ing tall. <laughs> this better be good bleep down. <laughs> and I I proceeded to ring quite a few people and and then cry a little bit. I was so happy. You even messaged me. Which yeah, is... I did. I messaged everyone because it's <laughs> tall. And like, no no offence, I, I I've listened to like a little bit of what you've played it's me fine. because they're not that accessible to listen to due they're to not. not being on like music streaming platforms. I generally haven't had the time. Like, I have to think when I'm on YouTube, oh, this is a tool. Where if I'm on Spotify, I'll, I'll think, oh, there's that band that someone told me about. Yeah, exactly. Which is harder. But um, but I, I cannot stress how excited I am. There's more bands. Don't take my... <laughs> then we got Smashing Pumpkins, which oh, it's a name I'm familiar with, but always exactly. is a meme because it's it's bad American Radiohead. That's all it is. Moving swiftly on before we <laughs> and then, and then there's the American. Then we have audience. Rob Zombie, who I won't forgive because I watched Biffy Cairo and no one was there because they went to go see Rob Zombie. And we got Lamb of God, who are banging constantly. If you ever listen, you need to listen to Lamb of God. And then Eagles of Death Metal, who I w- might only go see if no one else is on because because their basis for a pick at my eye. <laughs> Which we will get on to. Shortly. In, yeah. And then apart from that, and the undercards, there's not too much here. Skin Dread, that's about it. I've Skin heard Dread of and White Trapple. I've heard of them. I'm just taking a look to see if... Anthrax, obviously, I've heard of. Who? Anthrax. Who? Anthrax. Who's that? Anthrax. You were talking about them just... What? Anthrax. I don't know who that is. Anthrax. What? You know, you, you, you're joshing with me. You know who Anthrax are. You're joshing me? You, 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 no, I seriously don't know who Anthrax are. I swear you said like you saw... is that like a disease? Brandon, don't do this. <laughs> Anthrax. Anthrax. It's not something you get on your feet. Anthrax. No. Something you get on your feet. What's the band that I'm thinking of then? Anthrax. <laughs> oh, Real Big Fish. <laughs> no, no, they're not the band I'm thinking of. I just recognised that that name. I moved on from you like taking the... <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on, onto my album. It's about me now. Onto my album of the week. If you're wondering how this is going to work moving forward, we're going to review hopefully each week three albums one that Brandon picks, one that I've picked, and one that's the big release all the attention's on or is recently, is relatively new. Uh, this is also relatively new, but it's not a big release. It is the album Oxnard by Anderson Pack, who is a, I'd call him a rapper. I think this album m- more firmly puts him in that genre but uh as such he does dart around different he's a musician and a producer this is his third album under the name of anderson pack his um guess what his first name is anderson no it's brandon brandon pack anderson i feel like i've been lied to maybe i am him i am him i i'm him him i am Groot. he also went by the name of a uh, breezy lovejoy so I'm gonna stop breezy Lovejoy. I'm going to start calling you Breezy. Can we? No. <sighs> this album, it's a, it's a bit of rap. It's a bit of R&B. It's a bit of Neo Soul. It's a bit of funk. It's a bit of everything. And that's what I like. I like it when you get that mixing pot of culture. You just, you just add a splash of saxophone there. Some trap beats. As a whole, very, again, like I said with the Frank Carter record, very, very consistent. And that's what I like in my, my, in my music. As a whole... This album, I enjoyed. Brandon, uh, you've given it a brief listen to. 
Mm. I'm going to call you out on your lack of work ethic. I was busy. That's fine. That's definitely how this is going to work. But we've mm. both had more than a cursory glance. We've, I, I've made you sit down and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Favourite track on the album? Uh, I'm not good with names. The one with Kendrick Lamar? I'd prefer the one with Snoop Dogg that we were listening to. Really? Yeah. It's a bit slower, isn't it? I like I like Snoop's rapping style. Though. Oh, so it's mainly Snoop that... Well, no, but, but it sort of fit quite well. Yeah, you're speaking of, of like the names on that album, as in like... Some big names. There were some big names, which was very surprising. Um, you had Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, Pusha T, Snoop Dogg, The Last Artful Dodger, J. Cole, uh, BJ the Chicago Kid. Not to be confused with BJ the Dorset Kid. Sat across. Yeah, boy. But in terms of um, quality, it was quite a few songs. I think it was like 14 in total, but the quality and consistency, it was there, wasn't it? It wasn't... Yeah, no, it was definitely consistent. Not hard to pick a favourite, but like there's quite a few songs that were very good. It was of high quality. Yeah, it was good. Were you expecting that? No. I wasn't sure what I was expecting, to be honest, going into the album. Because like, I don't really listen to this type of music. Uh, and also, when I, uh, when I said, like, told Brandon about it, I did say to him, oh, it's hip-hop, which... It kind of threw me off a little bit, because I wasn't... A bit disingenuous, because it's not it's not pure hip-hop. It's not like... No. He's, he's very well-rounded. And I didn't think at one point... The style was very jarring. If you, if you get what I mean. Yeah. He, like n- nothing ever, ever felt out of place. No, no, at all. It was. It's good at his craft. Yeah, and you can see well, the one song uh, you haven't heard it. I might have played it to you. That didn't make it on. He released a single, "Bubbling," which is probably up there for my single of the year, like top ten. I absolutely love that track. It, also, it, it probably wouldn't have fit perfectly in the album, but at the same time, would have fit in. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like you could take a few songs out and they still make sense as an album. But uh, the other one I quite enjoyed it was the um, Head Low, okay, which is about uh, the old, the old. Whilst driving, Can we not do that. I was going to deep through the mic. But that's fine. I'd like to see you try. This is university property. I don't want to break it. Shout out to beat you. I'm not meant to be here. I'm harbouring a fugitive. Pretty much. Like, I'm fugitive. actually not allowed to be here. No. Well, I've been told off. Well, not really. I was there. Yeah. I stood right there. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh, it's comedic. The, what, what I would think is more common on these sorts of albums, you'd have like those skits. If this is more classic, like I think of like the college dropout, that era mm-hmm. of rap. But uh, you had a few, like the one skit during Headlow, which is a comedic song. Not comedic, but it's it's funny. It's like hearted. Yeah. And it fit well. But um, for me, Tints, Who Are You, Who Are You, and Six Summers, that like th- block of three, it's a very strong start to the album. And it kind of fades away before you get to, and it does rely a little bit on the um, guest artists. But if you've designed, if like, it, for me, that's a stupid argument to make. It relies too much on other artists because it is your, as he's a producer as well, it's his choice to bring those artists in. And that's what he wanted to do. That was his artistic vision. It's not like this is like a pop-produced album. And he probably did have some influence to have certain artists... Had influence from everything, though, I thought. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was... It was it was everywhere, but it all fit. Yeah, it was kind of nostalgic. Not like nostalgic, nostalgic, but like... It sounded familiar, but new and fresh. It was just a good it album. A good album. If I was to ask you to rate it, though, what would you give it? Out of 10. I'm going to say... Like 6.8. 6.8? Yeah, but it's not my style. And it is, of course. Subjective. 
It's subjective. It's subjective. Please buy our merch that will exist very soon. Just buy my socks. Personally, for me, this is um probably. Um, I've listened to it quite a bit. It's one of your favorite albums of the year. It's probably going to be my top twenty-five. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give it an eight point two. Okay. That's of course subjective, but I just just enjoyed it as a record. This year, I think it was a really strong year for R and B influenced rap and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Hip hop. And it's more. It's what I've gravitated throughout this year towards. But this is a really good example of it, and I, I enjoyed it from first listen I've listened to it about five six times so I feel like it's both grown on me but also I know which songs there's not many songs that I like or even though it's a longer album than the Frank Carter record there's not many songs that I want to to skip yeah exactly when I was listening to it though I didn't feel the need to skip songs yeah which is a sign of a good album because even it can't be all killer you have to have some filler you don't get that joke do you I do I'm not expecting What's it. the joke? Moving swiftly on. <laughs> you, as we have established, hopefully if I haven't completely mauled it in the edit, is that you like to go to gigs. I do love to go to gigs. And uh, you, you like a perfect circle? I, it, it is safe to say I like a band called A Perfect Circle. A brand I might have seen them twice in a week. So basically. Please explain. Last week I booked four days off work. Five days off work actually. And I decided to go see a perfect circle in Manchester and London. The one I booked in London, I booked on like June. And then the one I booked like three weeks before. So when I went up to went up to Manchester, it was a really quite small, intimate venue, to be honest. Because I knew on the Wednesday I was going to see them in the Wembley Arena, which is quite a big venue. And then the one I saw in Manchester, I can't remember what it was called. It might have been the warehouse, the old warehouse or whatever. But it was right by Old Trafford. Literally right by Old Trafford. I got in there and I think it's unfair to give a really strict review on the sound because I was quite close. Probably like how close I were to am to you now to the barrier. But everything just sounded on it. The amount of instruments they had as well. So there was also keyboards, piano, everything. It was all on it. And the vocals were on it. It was just a ridiculous show, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry. So overall, it was a very good show. They played a uh, majority of Eat the Elephant, three songs off 13th Step, and five songs... Oh, I can't pronounce the first album for the life of me. Do you want to look it up and try and pronounce it? Watch me f- get this perfect. Exactly, because I, I just can't say it. Please hold. Your card is very important to us. Med nom. It means um sea of names. Yeah, pretty much. I just can't that's, pronounce that's it. That's the French Yeah, Mer. Mer. De. De. Non. Non. You don't pronounce yes. I didn't. Mer de non. Mer de non. Parfait. Parfait. C'est bien. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, but when I... Overall, the Manchester gig was really good. I ended up catching a pick. It was awesome. Uh, and then when I went to London, it just felt like there was a lot more atmosphere. Everyone was a lot more pumped for it it was really good i managed to get front row and it was just ridiculous it was insane they played f- two more songs of the 13th staff which was my favorite album so i was very happy uh but the sound just felt great maynard's vocals were as good as they'll ever be i don't know how he managed to keep doing it after all these years but his guitar work was 
it's just consistent. Unfortunately, that's Billy's only band, where the other band members have different bands. Like, the drummer and bassist are from Eagles of Death Metal as well. That will be at Download. And then Maynard will also be at Download. And one of the guitarists from the Perfect Circle, well, is there during the creative processes, I believe, is in Smashing Pumpkins. So, Perfect Circle, Secret Set, maybe? Who knows? At uh, Download. At Download. I was thinking that, because it makes sense in my mind. It would, but Maynard's the closing act on the Sunday... Oh yeah, so like, is it worth it? Not really. But at least it's not not like Reading, where like you have to be in two places because there's like the two different venues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dan, I don't really do secret sets to be honest. Yeah, because no, no offense, it's more of a niche festival, isn't it? Yeah, you want to sell tickets up front. Like, exactly, because they never sell out. Dan, tickets don't really sell out apart from when ACDC headlined, I believe. That was the only time they ever sold out. But yeah, overall, I've had quite a good gigging ventures over the past two weeks with Bowling for Soup and The Perfect Circle. Wait, what, which one? Next time I will take like slight notes when I'm there. On your phone? But yeah, pretty much. Oh no, because I wasn't allowed on my phone. You, oh yeah, Perfect that? Circle, yeah. yeah. That's weird. So I wasn't, you're not allowed to take any videos or pictures. And I saw like five people get dragged out because if you get your phone out and point it towards stage, the security guards go, nah grab you by the collar and drag you out. That's mad. That's pretty much how I got front row. Apart from, no, the guy was fighting in front of me. And then Classy. he got pulled out and I just stepped in his place. Caught a drumstick though, didn't I? What's next on the agenda, boss? It's the big one. It's that big new album from, we've mentioned like five times already. I we're know. building up to it. It is the 1975, the 1975, if you didn't speak. I've been trying not to talk to you about this. Yeah, we've we've, I've been ignoring Brandon on purpose, just so we didn't cross any lines. That's about right. Thank you. Um, I'm a very busy man, and this album it was really hyped. They've been hyping it for a while. I've seen quite a few people love it. Yeah, I've like, seen someone. But they're the people I'd expect to love it. But also, like critically, it was called. Oh, this is our generation's OK computer by Radiohead, which it really? is not. It is not. Is that actually? That, and um, the other comparison I've heard is uh, to 808s and Heartbreak by Kanye West. And I can kind of understand that one in terms of um, like the auto-tune. Mm-hmm. But Kanye West uses it and doesn't rely on it more, but he needs it. and well, doesn't need it more, but he uses it more effectively, I think, than it is used on this album. And this album, sometimes it felt they were using it just for the sake of using it. I'm going to put it straight out there. Yeah. I quite like the album. I like it, but... There are parts in it where I do want to skip the song. Yeah. But then there are some parts where I really enjoyed it and I wanted to keep listening. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, if I bring up my, my my ratings... I'm also going to get up my notes. What I did like, the first song in the album, which I, I did a little bit of research. Right. It's called self-titled. It's nineteen seventy-five. Mm-hmm. They have a version of that song on every single album. Okay. Which is same That's lyrics, cool. which is interesting. I like it. I, I'm a sucker for like traditions and consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the album was poppy, when it was a pop album or like pop rock, I loved it. I liked it. And my favorite songs on there was uh, "Give Yourself a Try." Yeah, "Give Yourself a Try." I quite liked. The, sp- the, the chorus has always caught me. Yeah, I mean, whiskey ain't ever gonna taste good. 
It's but yeah, I ain't gonna taste good. There's a, there's a few like lyrics, and I this is the one I really did study over because I wanted to be as fair as possible. <laughs> because on first listen, no, so did I. I listened to it a fair bit when I could. Because on first listen, I wasn't crazy about it. No, no. My favorite song on the entire album probably is um, either "Sincerity" is scary. Mm. Why can't we be friends? When we are still lovers. Yeah, I really like that song Catch as well. You. I'm gonna edit that. Um, I really liked "Be My Mistake." Yeah. Oh, that I, I, that got me. See, that that annoyed me because when they played it simple, when they played to their strengths, it's a good album. But when they went like experimental, and I guess I felt like it was an experimental album. Even though I haven't listened to them before, I felt like this was something that they were trying to push. Yeah. I I may be absolutely wrong because I've never listened to them before. I've listened to them before, and that whether like, they're a lot more different? mainstream. Is it different pop- than this? It's w- imagine like pop rock. Okay. Like they had a few songs on FIFA. So like the Vamps. Kind of, but oh. a bit more grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Sincerity is scary. Love it if we made it. Mm. Love it if we made it. Again, when it's poppy, when it's catchy, the choruses grab you. Mm, I felt like some of the songs they did will merge into one. Like some songs really went under the radar and it was proper just yeah. car music for my car. And what I'm not worried about, what I'm thinking is if it, they knew they were making two albums at the same time, pretty much, or like similar, yeah. that it, the next album, which is meant to come out in May, is going to be a lot more refined, a lot more streamlined. They're going to be stronger in this sort of mm-hmm. style of music. Yeah. So it should be better, and I can kind of bear that in mind. As a whole, there's no songs that I hated. No, no, no. But they just just didn't catch my imagination, which is annoying when other al- songs did. Is that consistency for me is key, mm. and when it's all up and down, it it's hard for me to get into. The thing is, I'm all right on the album. The Google Translate spoken word. Yeah, Siri. I, I I liked what they were doing, kind of. But the execution was just off. I'm a sucker for spoken words in albums. I don't mind I them. I love a spoken word. I didn't care for it. I felt personally attacked by it. <laughs> I, I felt that, like, sometimes I, I get, like, having, like, social commentary and stuff, but sometimes when it's, like, not subtle at all, it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't... There was no... Metaphor, there's yeah, no... exactly, yeah, there's no metaphor for it. It was like, you sit in your room, you watch porn, and... Eat me. I probably, I probably wouldn't have had life. it as a male voice. I would have had it as a female voice. I think that would have changed. Like if it was the female. Are you assuming Siri? Siri's gender. Well, I'm assuming the voice actor of Siri, and I know that guy is male. I. All right. <laughs> Power Worst song on the album for you? I'm gonna have to look at the album tracks. I don't bother. It's I like America and America likes me. Is that a SoundCloud, SoundCloud rap one? No. No. Um, let me get it up. It wasn't that one. It was for me. For me, it was uh, two time, two time, two time, two time. You really didn't like it? No, I really didn't like it. I didn't mind it. It was all right. It was a pop song. There's a few times where the autotune is a bit jarring. Mm. I just, I just one don't like autotune. I don't know what it was about a song. It's really rubbed what, me the wrong way. It just what annoys me is um, a singer like Matt Healy is a good singer. He doesn't need autotune. Mm. And I, I understand it is an instrument and it can be used as such. Just doing it for the effect of doing it. Yeah, you just like, you thought, oh, I've got this. This is a cool little toy. 
I guess in like a couple of years, that's what this album might be remembered for. It's yeah. like his little auto-tune bits. Yeah, like Kanye's 80s and Hot. That, that's why I get that reference. But for me, this isn't as culturally significant as OK Computer was. We don't know that yet. Obviously, we can't say for definite, but in the same breath, no, just no. Yeah. It hasn't had like a shift. We're at a point, there was nothing new and like new interesting take on society or technology or no. how we do things. It's just kind of like, yeah, we already knew that. Thanks, Matt, mate. If you want good commentary, you want to send a perfect circle, eat the elephant. If you want good commentary, you want to listen to Don't listen subjective to us. podcast. <laughs> Not us! <laughs> you can't tell them that immediately. Have to yeah, make we it... can. They're, they're, like, they're a bit deep at the moment. They're, they've already stuck around if they're going to hit They this. have to find out we're useless. <laughs> but yeah, rating-wise, what are you giving it? Um, I think I'm actually going to give it a re-listen at some point, to be honest. But that's not a rating. I know, but I actually want to listen to it a bit more and try and see if there's a deeper meaning behind it. Because some of the lyri- the lyricist was quite good at points. I thought it was yeah, quite Matt good. Healy's good, and there's a few there's a few times where it's not cliche, but it's like. It's that, oh, like, falling in love thing is like a reference to drugs. Yeah, we get it. Drugs are pretty addictive. But sometimes it was, yeah, it was like that, where it was really straightforward. And then there were some metaphors. Yeah. And there were stuff like that. There was a really good song on the album that I like, Inside Your Mind. Yeah. Really like that song. That's going to be added to my playlists. Well, apparently I didn't like it that much. Oh, did you not? Lyrically, I liked it, but I think, like, the instruments and the way it was just structured... Mm. Like that is the annoying thing. There's a few times where I liked aspects of the song, but as an overall package, it just wasn't. It just didn't satisfy that itch. Yeah, if you get yeah. me. No, I really liked it because it kind of from. It was a very chilled out, um, like A12 version of a Slipknot song. That's all I got from it. That's called Prosthetics. No, it's called. Yes, it is Prosthetics. Because I get the vibe of he is stalking her and wants to kill her <laughs> from that song. No, let's bring up the lyrics on that. So, I thought, no, what I got from it was uh, just like... Or he's like stalking her, wants to kill her, wants to be with her, just obsessed and in love with this girl. You know, I thought it was just like he's... Whilst it is, I get where you mean. It's... I guess, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, creepy. I thought my first listen, it was... Like they were a lot closer rather yeah. than being old flame, it was like he, his current girlfriend, yeah, and like just frustration. But like l- looking at the genius, yeah, yeah, a bit dodgier, a lot dodgier, yeah. I know it's brilliant, isn't it? I really <laughs> like it. Hmm, have a look, yeah, yeet, yeet, yeah, it's just a bit creepy, isn't it? I really like it because it shows like a little darker side. That we didn't get to see through the album. Yeah. And I think, like, again, like, probably if come May they're releasing their album and the style's a lot more refined and it builds on aspects and elements Mm. and storytelling of this and it is meant to almost be listened to as, like, a two-parter, I might come back. We might come back and review this. Yeah, like, in-depth review it. Stop dodging it. Numbers. Oh, I've got one more thing to say. Okay. Because I found that there wasn't climaxes in the music where I wanted it to be. Yeah, and again, that might be on purpose, and it might be that. Sometimes I'm like very straightforward, like it, it means this because yeah. it does this, and sometimes I'm like, is that like 
a commentary on how we're used to instant gratification. But the thing was, it didn't. I didn't feel like I had any gra- uh, yeah, the what gratification gratification throughout it. It was just a medium. I felt medium all the way through it. Like, oh, th- I like this. I like this. Keep going. Keep going. But there wasn't like any shoots of like, oh my god, what is this? What is this bit? It was just level, consistent, consistent. Yeah. Which, which, like I said, I like consistency. But when in, there's there's bad consistency, and there's good consistency. Yeah. And uh, now I want you to be consistent with your answer. You want my rating? Give me the numbers, boy. I want your numbers, boy. I'm gonna give it a seven point seven. Seven point seven. Mm. You you prefer this album over Oxnard? Mm. Really? Yeah. Um, as you can tell by my critical point of view, That's subjective. Without looking at my screen, it's I'm very subjective. I'm not looking at your screen. What's what do you think I rated it? I'm gonna say you rated it about a five point nine. 5.9. Relatively close. I was slightly more lenient than that. I went with 6.3. 6.3. And that's to say, like, for me, anything above even, like, a 4 mm. is still a, is an okay album. 4 to 5. Like, fo- like a 5, anything above is I enjoyed at least half of the album. So this, I enjoyed roughly 63% of the album. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I... When I listen to music, if I keep going back to it for some reason or another, yeah, I'll enjoy I it like it. I can force myself to like stuff. Yeah. But no, it's not forcing myself. No. I'm the one that's picking to go back to it, and I can never see why. And I've done that with loads of bands. I've done that with Tool. I've done that with Mastodon. I've done it with Perfect Circle, like some of my favourite bands. I don't... At the beginning, I'm like, why do I keep coming back to this band? Like, I can never like, get hold of it. But in the end I do and I really enjoy it and I think if I keep coming back I'm going to quite enjoy this album for what it is but I will have to cherry pick some songs because some are dross so I'm just working out the averages now um, I think we've given first album Frank Carson Mouse Stinks added up we've given it an 8 yep which it's about right captures both our moods on it mm-hmm. uh, the Oxnard album what did you rate it again 6.8 oh yeah Yes, I think. So again, that's a seven because I gave it an eight point two, mm-hmm. and this album, the uh, nineteen seventy five album, yes. also a seven. Yes. Which I think, but, but I at no point during any of the albums did I think I'm bored. I don't want to do this. Some of the nineteen seventy five one I did though, but oh, the thing really? is, it's such a big album. How many songs? Fifteen. Oh, because oh. I wrote in my um views on it. I wrote down, fuck me, it's 15 songs long. What I did like, and I didn't mention on our editor, is the transition between, or on, how to draw on Petricor. Petricor. Mm. I like that. Uh, give yourself a try and two times, very poppy, mainstream. Oh, but nice. I think it was how to draw. It made me feel like I was in a Life is Strange loading like screen. Yeah, oh, I did get like the whole waiting vibe from it. Yeah. That's all we have time for. Well... We'll begin to discuss. We're going to have a quick listen back. We're going to be back in the studio next Thursday. Yes, boy. We're planning to go Thursday recording, Friday release. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, that kind of relies on me. Yeah, pretty much. And I couldn't do anything. That's fine. But um, in terms of what's our plan for next week, because it's Christmas, we're going to record the next two weeks of episode. episodes. We're going to record the next two weeks of episodes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be our album of the year list. Yes. We're going to pick ten albums. Obviously, five one week, five the next. We're going to sit down and do it all at once. Okay. And I'm going to cut it, so we'll talk about oh, okay. it off. That's that's how we're going to do it. Uh, but I do want, whilst we're here, and whilst people can know, our first episode of the new year will be the 3rd of January. 
Yeah. We're going to be recording it and okay. releasing it on the 4th. I've picked, and we haven't picked the new song, the new album yet. So we'll, we'll release that information. I'm going to do Harry Styles' debut album by Harry Styles. Uh, Pop rock. Okay. I think you, you, I think you'll like it a bit more than you think. Okay. That's why I've picked it. Um, what album are you going for? I'm going to stay on my hope train, and I'm going to make you listen to A Perfect Circle, The 13th Step. The 13th Step. Which isn't. It's up there. It's really up there. So yeah, if you enjoyed that, you can follow us on Twitter. Link will be in the description. I'm going to have to listen to Harry Styles. It's a good album. Uh, it's an alright album. It's better than you think. Okay. I want you to be surprised, and I think you will be surprised. Okay. Go into it with a... I will. I always do. Yes. I'm out. But just remember, wait. It's subjective. It is subjective. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I believe our Twitter is it's underscore subjective pod. Oh, no, it might not be. (laughs) 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 Hmm. It's subjective at pod underscore blah, 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 blah. I'll put the Twitter down below in the description. A link to our album of the year page which you'll be able to see all our rankings there'll be a brief write-up of our thoughts and uh a, a amalgamation of our score but yeah if we, we we're enthusiastic for this and hopefully you're enthusiastic yeah, listening and as such we love all the support we can get if you can follow us on twitter to see our latest updates we're going to be hitting that hard social media is going to be our bitch that's going to be bleeps and blood hopefully like i said we're going to go for the thursday recording sessions then release on the friday roughly 45 minutes an episode give us a bit of leeway. And I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. And just remember, it's subjective.